This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Time to get geeky, get awesome. It is the awesome cast. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. Ready to chat with you guys with my awesome cohorts. First of all, from Studio C in the Big D of Dormont, PA. He is a gadget guru at Big Bank International <gasps> Esquire. He is John Chichilla. How's it going? You all of a sudden sound much more awake. Did you just have like coffee. That's what happens when the red light goes on. Uh, so <laughs> I see this with wrestlers all the time. Um, you know, they're not them until the, 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 the camera's on them and they just can go. I, I, yeah. And there's somebody's beeping outside. Thank you. The, tr- somebody's mad. the train's mad. Also with a social, social media guru and belt traveler. Actually just announced as a two PW kicking kisser's ass champion. The Dutters is with us. I mean, wearing my Baja shirt today. Yay! Oh, dreaming of warmer places here. Yep. Uh, in the snowy Pittsburghiness, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bring me back to Arizona now. Yes. Well, that's okay. You got Florida to look forward to in March. So uh, I'm sure when we're sick of the snow, it'll be nice to go down there. So, uh, anyways, this is the Awesome Cast. Go check out everything at awesomecast.com. Yeah. And also, awesomecast.sorgatronmedia.com. Uh, if for any uh, comments or advertising, anything like that you'd like, at, at AwesomeCast on the tweeters. Uh, also, we have a wrestling, uh, no, God, we have a Facebook group and uh, we also have a Discord and a Reddit uh, to continue the conversation. We share a lot of stories, especially in that Facebook group throughout the week. And please subscribe to us on whatever podcast player you may have. And also, there is the Sorgatron Media Master Feed where you'll get this, the Wrestling Mayhem Show, Fisher Without Bait, and a Gay with His MB, and any other shows that may come up and develop over the the time here and in the back catalog other shows that have been on there um like our friends at comic book pit and others and also uh, we are here live every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern time on the awesome cast facebook on the youtube and the sorgatron media twitch page and also thank you our part to thank you to our partners sharing the love over at postindustrial.com now, for patreon.com slash awesomecast, our followers over there, I did a little bit more of an experiment. So this week, I was trying to make a story about, first, initially I was trying to make a story about an art studio with our Patreon supporters, but then I wanted to take it uh, to Night Court, and I forgot that if you're in an instance, it just it references whatever you just made. So when I asked it to turn it into Night Court, this is what I got. Because I was watching the new Night Court on NBC on, on the Peacock. Uh, anyways, Art Court is a comedic ni- Night Court where Brian Crawford, Matt Weller, Cynthia Klosky, My- Mike Pound, Michael Fedor, and Professor Buzz- Buzzkill serve as judges to settle disputes among the art community. With their diverse backgrounds and uni- unique perspectives, the artists bring humor and creativity to their decisions. From settling disagreements over who gets the last paintbrush to determining the value of a controversial piece of art, the judges use their wit and wisdom to navigate the quirky and centric world of the, the art community. Whether they're cracking jokes or imparting serious les- lessons, the art the judges of art court are always entertaining and always fair. That's what happened. 
Until that, you... that may actually be better than the new show that's on. <laughs> it might be though. <laughs> I, well, I've been I've been kind of enjoying it. Uh, but anyway, so there you go. There's our Chat GPT uh, uh, instance for our Patreon supporters. You can be part of the story too at Patreon.com/slash/AwesomeCast. So let's get into our awesome things of the war- of the week. And let's do uh, Chilla's first. Chilla, what do you got for us here? So I am a huge fan of being able to customize my my laptop, my desktop, whatever the computer is that you have. Um, if you've ever checked out Wallpaper Engine on Steam, um, very cool app with all kinds of animated wallpapers. Um, you can customize it where it actually responds to your background and actually sets if you have different different types of lights it'll actually color code to them this is an alternative to that this is called live is it lively yeah lively wallpaper it's in the microsoft store so you don't have to download steam um just jump out to the um store you can also download directly from the developer's website um what this does they do have a number of wallpapers out on their site um, that they curate and people can submit to. You can do nifty things like, I wanna set this wallpaper to this monitor and this wallpaper to that monitor. Um, Some of their wallpapers allow you to actually set like brightness, color tone, um, and a bunch of other setup, a bunch of other things along with the actual wallpaper graphic. Where I thought it was really cool um, was you can actually set a website as your wallpaper. Hmm. Um, so if you wanted like Google news or stock ticker or whatever website that you constantly go to, to check for information throughout the day, um, maybe it's weather.com. Um, you can go out and set your wallpaper to that. In fact, they do have, I thought it was one of the, one of the cool ones that they have, um, is it's a Minecraft wallpaper that actually responds to your local weather. Um, hmm. so ah, the weather, like, cool. it's like a, it's like a Minecraft picture, right? Like of a, of a, of a scene in Minecraft, but it will, you know, if it's raining outside, it'll be raining. If it's sunny, it'll be sunny. If it's nighttime, it'll be nighttime. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I like these kinds of things as long as they aren't abusive on CPU and memory. Um, obviously mileage will vary, especially if you're doing a website. Um, or how about a donut or a kitten riding a donut? That's shooting yes. rainbows across the screen. I love so these actually load in in the iPad here, and I'm using to show the stories. <laughs> yeah, those will they'll load, and that a lot of it's yeah, just a website. So yeah, you could have the, the cat riding a donut, facing a rainbow, <laughs> if that's if that's what you're into. Um, I'm but no, I'm digging this right now. <laughs> there. It, the web the web pages will respond to mouse clicks and whatnot. There is some additional settings you have to tweak if you want keyboard input. Um, but I don't know. I thought I I like these kinds of things, and I find them beyond just useful for rotating wallpapers or setting it. Like if you can set it to a website that you're constantly checking, how nice is it? Just easier than than actually going out and constantly clicking refresh. Now you're mm-hmm. just minimize your windows and everything's right there at your fingertips. So this is another link that they had in the article. This is, and, and actually these are just fun to do on an iPad now because I'm, 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 I'm smacking it and I guess these are mouse clicks and it, and it, it, it destroys the wall where you mm-hmm. hit it. 
this the these are these are kind of fun even without this whole like wallpaper situation, right? Um, this, wow, this is interesting. Let's see, windy.com for a live weather map. Interesting. And this is Windows only. But yep. still, like, even like I, I mean, these are these are kind of interesting, like in general. Like, like I I mean, these are nice little things to kind of throw up. I don't know, just like <laughs> even just on an iPad. Let's that's, that's like randomly. Um, here's a whiteboard one. I think that we were showing off there. Um, yeah, that's just like oh, it's loading, it's loading, and now it's just like a full on whiteboard. Yeah, this is and these are kind of nice little web apps in the long run. It's still loading the whiteboard. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a second here. There you go. There it Got is. It. There we go. Use your Google account, and then I can draw stuff. But this, <laughs> but but again, you can put the, you can embed this into your desktop on windows with lively very mm -hmm. interesting and the, the other thing that i learned too um was and i didn't realize it because i do use wallpaper engine mm -hmm. wallpaper engine has now extended itself to the android to android so you can actually some of their wallpapers you can actually like import into an android app and it will do a live wallpaper on android not this product so um but wallpaper engine is another good one it seems like an extension of what we're getting. Like I, I have the the weather. I don't know if anybody else does this. They have like the live weather map. So what the weather is outside will reflect on my home screen, on or mm -hmm. my my lock screen on on um on on the uh, the iPhone, which is really interesting. Although when the lightning becomes more dramatic than it is outside, it gets a little weird. Um, but <laughs> uh, or oh crap, it's snowing outside. Um, no, that's very cool. So that's, that's lively. It's in the app store and then you can just kind of redirect these sites. And again, this is an article, uh, free windows wallpaper app gives your desktop superpowers over at PCworld.com. gives you a link, some pretty cool websites to use there. So, uh, Katie, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're a Mac person. There's gotta be something on the mm -hmm. Mac that does this too, right? There was, and I don't even know if they make it anymore. Mm. Um, geek told Mac. Geek Tool and Mac? Yep, it's still... Um, yep, if you look up Geek Tool, all one word. I don't know if it's Tinso.org. I, I don't know how you pronounce their comp the company, T-Y-N-S-O-E. Um, this allows you to do a number of things um, to customize a Mac um, mm. background. Um, in fact, I and it's interesting too, right? It can actually run scripts. Um, and output them, and you can change the font of the output. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. You can do you can do a geeklet that's that's a web web page or whatever. Um, but the one thing I was using this for was I actually had a a script that was running and it was grabbing like free space and it was grabbing CPU and it was grabbing a bunch of different things periodically. And then you could actually show it like a little diagnostic panel right on your on your device here's a here's a video showing it off here that we're showing right now so uh, that's very cool um so uh can you drop a link for that in the uh in the show notes as well please i can sir thank you katie we played some video games this week yes. <laughs> uh first i wanted to talk about like you know my, my awesome thing is just kind of game pass in general right now um because they, they had a bethesda uh event last week and along with that they had a surprise um they had a surprise drop going on with a game called uh, High Res. Oh wait, High Res Rush, I think it was. Um, it is a or Hi-Fi Rush. I'm sorry. 
Um, and and, and he, actually, I got to play a little bit of it. Uh, you you, it's it's a action game. It's a rhythm action game, I guess you can call it. And there's been a lot of these lately. Like basically, you're you're this guy with a robotic arm. It's very kind of anime feeling to it. And uh, you have a guitar, which you can't play guitar, which is really weird. They call you out on it. But if you uh, if you attack people to the beat, it uh, it, it ups your combos. I made a uh, I played something similar that was a first person shooter called I think it was Hellslinger. Um, and uh, again, it, it played like metal, um, you know, metal songs. And, and and as you shoot your you know shoot the demons, if you did it to the beat, it would it would you know be stronger. Uh, uh, hit points against them and everything like that. And you have a little cat. You have a little robot floating head cat that travels along with you that talks to you called 808. Um, that's that's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, like, but it was, a again, it was just kind of like a very, like, you know, if you remember the old Jet Grind Radio um, games on the Dreamcast and the, and the original Xbox, um, it, it's got that kind of vibe to it, right? Um, and very music-based. It's got some, 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 um, modern tunes applied to it and everything. So um, this is a little bit of my my play along that I did for uh, on, on Twitch a few days ago when I came out. But it was just like a, a, hey, this is a game that we're doing, and oh, hey, it's out today. I don't think it was even previewed. Uh, it sounds like it was under the radar, and uh, and it's a nice little, you know, looks like it's about a 10-hour romp to, to get through this. Um, parts of it go side-scrolling, but it's mostly a third-person uh, beat-em-up kind of game. So, um, you know, a nice quick easy hit and that's what i'm kind of liking is game pass is like kind of dropping these like nice easy games to uh to get into like this um although the rhythm kind of gets a little don't play it on cloud guys don't play a rhythm game on cloud <laughs> that gets a little a little crazy um but on top of that they also released last week and this is where katie uh you got to have fun with this because we had a little bit of a play date with you and riz here in the studio, GoldenEye finally dropped on Xbox and Switch. Now, the difference is on the Switch, you basically, you basically get the original game as is for the most part, um, except that they added online multiplayer. And I believe that's going to be included with, um, and Chilla, maybe you know, this is going to be included with the Switch Online with the throwback games. It's with the throwback games and Switch Online. The interesting thing, or maybe you, it's, you're not going to get all of that on the xbox right you, you do have um you have enhanced graphics and an updated control scheme on the xbox so it's a more of a modern you know with the triggers and everything and the dual stick work because remember this is an n64 game that only had one stick right um and i guess that maps to the switch but i, I hear it's not as intuitive as playing on an xbox um but uh but you do have and to me this still, I think, is important, is you have the four people on a screen GoldenEye experience, which I feel that is the GoldenEye experience, right? And yeah. Katie, I think you'll agree with me after this weekend. Oh, it's always been. Yeah, that's always the experience is having us all together to play. Mm -hmm. And um, it was funny because someone asked me if um, I was cheating by looking at the where everybody else was on the map, and I... I could barely figure out where I was. <laughs> it doesn't help that all the, like every room basically looks the same when you mm -hmm. play this thing. Yeah. There's not a, there's not a ton of options. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, Oh, this looks like the same room. And then we were in this room and it was the same room, but yes, terrible. I'm terrible at golden. I have so much fun, but I'm terrible. I think this was the point where we realized that I was just stuck um in a crouched position yes. moving along <laughs> <laughs> like even just like little things like it was, it was first i was i tried to play the first level 
by myself when it when it launched like Thursday night, and I I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do because there's like one is that era where we just gave like no guidance to what objectives are other than read this thing and figure it out, and again in levels that just look the same, right? Um, you know, so we had a, some good three player sessions going here that we were streaming over on the Sorgatron Media channels. Um, but they were, uh, they're, they're just so, it was, it's, it's so bad because it's so early, right? But it's so much fun. And, um, here I am shooting at Katie and, and you just would not, would not go down. <laughs> <laughs> um, is yeah, it, you'll never take me. It is fun to watch. <laughs> so like, what was the thing that you could do? Wasn't there one of wasn't one of the weapons like a watch? I can't remember what it did though. Did you plant explosives and it was remote that? I nation? think it's like a there's a laser watch. I know there's a laser watch, like a okay. laser cutting watch. I saw in the preview. So, but it's been so long. And I'll be honest, I only played Goldeneye like a little bit, like at like a cousin's house when we visited or something like that, right? Um, so this is this was really cool to kind of jump into something like this. And even like Perfect Dark, I never got to like sit with friends and play, you know, or anything like that. So um, so I, I like this. It's a nice little throwback. It's a fun, simple, you know, simple uh, multiplayer uh, 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 first-person shooter that I don't think... And Katie, you keep saying that you're just t- absolutely terrible at first-person shooters. But I, mm-hmm. I, I position that I don't think anybody's good at this game. Oh, yeah. Well, still. Well, no, I take you take that back right now. <laughs> uh, you like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you were like, you're dead. You're dead. And I was like, oh, and then you killed me like 20 times in five minutes. We'll we'll turn the uh, handicap back on next time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like I'm no good at this game. And then you were destroying all of us. Well, you know, um, mm-hmm. and then you also got introduced to another game this week. <gasps> Goat Simulator. <laughs> That was so much fun. I didn't know Goat Simulator was multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yep, we had fun. I kept trying to destroy um, other goats and people as one should. Um, and yeah, it was so much fun. And then going down slides, and then we were at Space Ghosts. Space Goats. A weird adventure of being in space and trying to figure out those missions. Because they were... I, I don't know if we ever really, like, Figuring it out, figuring it out. I, I well, we were really good at collecting money, and then things would just happen around us. Yeah, I think that's what was happening. It was like, oh, look, that person has money, and then we'd have more money, and then. But it was also fun just destroying people and them being very upset with us. And then at one point, um, I think Riz and I both got caught um, in space, like between the actual, like there it was a total glitch, and it was like, oh, we can't do anything anymore. We're just kind of floating through here. Uh, I three three D printed myself into a second goat. That's why I'm I'm, I'm white on the screen. Uh, so um, no, it was it was a lot of fun. And then again, I'm button mashing. Yeah, a lot of button mashing. I mean, if anything's a button mashing game, it's Goat Simulator. So mm-hmm. um, no, that was fun. And we're going to have to do that again. We need to get some more uh, some game time in. But that is not your awesome thing of the week, technically. No, I found one because I awesome, awesome dinosaur um, bookmark magnets. Um, I picked them up at um, Barnes and Noble this weekend, or this week. What day is it? I don't even know. It's Tuesday, and um, I put the link because they're teeny tiny because they're little little guys. But there's one. He's got glasses and he's holding a book, and then there's one wearing a hat with a bag, and then one's listening to his iPod, and then works me. Yeah, it looks like an iPod, maybe Zoom. Um, and then another one with a backpack and carrying a coffee. 
And even if you're not a big reader and you're like, I don't need to, you know, I don't read a lot. Um, I find these things incredibly helpful for marking like, like the day in the planner, like you can find at the top there or which page I'm in my notebook. So I just can open right to it. Um, so even if you're not big into like reading books, um, they're great. And I use them for everything and mark places for everything. Um, even hold things together. Um, but it's, yeah, they're great for, um, marking where you're at in your notebook and your planner. Um, anything like that. I I have a ton of them. I have like in all the notebooks, they're just kind of shoved in there. Um, but yeah, you, I ended up needing more. That's why I had to go buy more. So now we have dinosaurs. I always all kinds of um, like a narwhal and other animals before. And there's an owl. Like you see, I have all kinds of critters. I have a cat reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my collection of critters uh, magnets. But yes, I love these things. And um, like I said, I just picked them up at um, Barnes and Noble and they have like Harry Potter, uh, Ted Lasso, um, and some other different animals. So that reminded me because I, I don't think I ever shared with you when we went to the I Made It Market over uh, Christmas shopping over there in Robinson Mall. Um, somebody had made, um, I think they made notebooks where the front of the notebook were the covers of VHS tape boxes. Yeah, I love it. And then the, the they took the edges and made the edges, the, the sides of the into bookmarks that they're selling over there also like if you have some old vhs tapes that you don't care about anymore like you can just kind of make those right and just laminate them and you're pretty good to go but that was that was a pretty cool kind of like throwback thing that i saw over there oh i love it so that's i made a market over in you know, robinson if you want to check those out too so um awesome did you post this somewhere you're uh getting ready for important meetings and mm-hmm. i thought you had your dinosaurs in the video game uh notebooks or something like that no, I didn't even get the the dinosaurs were afterwards. Where did, where did I see that? Where did where did where did I see that? But you saw my trapper keeper. That must my... be what I saw. Okay, I, I okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, you saw that. Okay, Wait, we, need, saw we, that we need a wallpaper that when you click it, it's just the trapper keeper. Yes, ripping open. Yes. Uh, like... <laughs> uh, Potter from before says uh, he needs the uh, rainbow donut kitten. Yes. So. All right. Anyways, uh, hey, want to give a shout out to our good friend Slice on Broadway, uh, New York City, New York, New York City style Yinzer made Beachview Carnegie, the East End and the North Hills, uh, and the South Side Works. Uh, our good friends here up the street in the Beachview, supporting the local business that support us with the perfect pepperoni pizza for Pittsburgh podcasting. Thank you so much to our friends up there, SliceOnBroadway.com. All right, what else do we have here in the dock? Um, a good bit of news for the week. We already talked about GoldenEye. We already talked about that. Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are all skipping E3 this year. The death of the conferences continues. Are they going to put? Are they going to put like their own announcement on that day anyway? Yeah, probably, probably. So then what's? I mean, at that point, what's? It's not like you're. Well, even look what they did with the Bethesda announcement last week. They just had a, you know, I think everybody, you know, Apple is doing this too. They're not inviting, hey, here's a video and uh, here's some new MacBooks, right? Um, I think, I think, you know, this is the post-COVID world where it's like, okay, maybe we don't need to do these events. Maybe we don't have to spend all this money to do this. You know, um, you know, they're doing a cost-benefit on this thing and they're finding new avenues, I think. And and hey, they've 
they're on the internet. They can do this, right? Um, and they can control the message, control the production, not have the um, the uh, cringy executive reading a script situation, right? Um, so I, I think that's going to be a. All of them are going to be going towards this. I think you're going to see an ever shrinking E3, just like we've seen a relatively shrinking CES. I hear CES was kind of back to almost regular size, not as many people like you could actually walk over the floor that people were amazed at when they were seeing pictures of that on, on shows that um, frequenters that I've, I listened to on podcasts. Um, but uh, no, I think, I think just people are over that experience, right? They're just kind of opening it up to the public again, <laughs> probably. Cause I think PAX is doing okay still. But I haven't I, been following that scene. Cause it's like, there's not much. Yeah. I feel like when you tried to follow, like in the even during, it was like, well, we're doing it. Well, we're not doing it. Well, we're kind of doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's online only. Mm -hmm. Like, just do it online. Let everyone watch. Interesting. Well, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I, I, I'm seeing, I, you know, I am noticing, uh, I know I'm getting more uh, conference videos and stuff going on, but they're putting them all online. And I don't know if that's something they were doing before COVID. Um, but, uh, you know, I, and I, I don't know how some of these events have been doing. I know Potter, you're, you're involved and we've talked a little bit with you on last time about what's been happening with events and the expectation of virtual and things like that too. So W at least WWDC and some of the developer conferences, mm -hmm. even if, even if you were there, cause you can't make it to like everything, right? They, mm -hmm. they were recording a lot of them and then posting and, them online. And I would argue developer conference, there's a lot more value. Right. Being in person to discuss as a developer, you know, the ins and outs of what you need. Right. And plus the networking of something like that. I don't know if that's quite as important or obviously these three co big companies, console makers, don't think so for something like E3. So, you know, or, you know, and this isn't the only conference either. You know, there is still like Gamescom in I think Germany or something, you know, and, and other events through the year, maybe it more sense, makes more sense to focus on things like packs that are bringing more of the, uh, the, 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 the customers in the enthusiasts in that can talk about this stuff, you know, as they're, as they were going towards, uh, uh, influencers on Twitch and YouTube and Instagram, you know, that can, that can mark a shift there too. So interesting to see where that goes. Uh, Chilla, what is project ghost? So I thought this was super interesting, and I think this was just covered today. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was 7 a.m. this morning. Um, the Verge covered it. So Project Ghost is a cubby, like it's like a it's like a pop up like little room that's actually part a partnership between Logitech and and uh, Steelcase. Um, but what it is, is like, you sit in like this little room, like a, almost like a phone, like a phone booth, but, but it's more of like a video chat booth. Mm -hmm. Nice little and loungy couch opposing, going on. Yeah, the opposing side is like this tilted glass with a projector. Um, and it makes it look like the person, almost like a teleprompter, but it's actually projecting the person you're talking to there and the camera's um, behind the, ever, and the camera's behind a glass so your eye lines are you're like you're actually looking at the person looking at and yeah. into the camera oh okay me 
So I thought it was, I mean, I'll be interesting, interested in, I didn't see in the article. Oh, yeah, Project Ghost is a little over $2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's without the furniture. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> I thought the concept was super cool. And it kind of made me think of like the hologrammy type communication style in Star Wars. Um, I'm just I'm interested that they also compared it and I've I've never been on the ride myself, but the Disney Haunted Mansion ride mm. um, mm-hmm. where they're projecting on kind of like a, a, a glass. Uh, the pepper is that the Pepper's Ghost effect? Mm-hmm. Katie, yeah. Katie is familiar with this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she, you are our you, you are our Disney uh, aficionado here. <laughs> Need the sneaky sneaky. Yeah, it's called a Pepper's Ghost effect. Mm-hmm. We use the plexi. You're like, ta-da! So, so that's things like that, or like if you ever, if anybody's ever seen a Godzilla or gorillas. I'm sorry, uh, Godzilla. I want to see that band. Uh, gorillas. <laughs> just a bunch of Godzillas in a band. This is a concept that needs to happen, actually. So um, no, but gorillas. Well, there's like just kind of like the the cartoon characters are on stage and they look like they're kind of floating there, right? Um, something like that. So. No, that that would make a lot of sense. So I wonder if it's just like, is it a Zoom call or is there some special, um, you know, is it a is it a is it a general web call? Is it somebody on the other side that has to be in one of these rooms and there's a special effect happening, you know, that's cutting everybody out? Is it like the hologram Sega time traveler game? <laughs> I'm I'm going to guess that based on so if you see that first picture. Mm-hmm. And see, there's a little purple tablety looking thing in the next to the couch. No, in the first, in, at the top of the article. Oh, at the top, top? Here. At the, at the tippity tip, tip top. Yes. <laughs> see that little purple area? Yeah, I thought um, it was a Roku remote. I think what that is is the Logitech Tap, which oh. is like their tablet that goes on the conference room table mm-hmm. um, that lets you connect to things like Teams or Zoom or um, insert your favorite uh, video conferencing solution. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that they're going to try to make it work with almost anything. Hmm. Okay. And they said it's based on some of the rally system tech. Um, so that's like just their 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 base video conferencing equipment. So this seems to be in and it's kind of early development because these are renderings and these are um, these are like 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 sketch drawings we're looking at for some of the technology. Uh, I thought it was interesting because I, I I saw one of these like one of these was actually being auctioned off something like this. These pods, these uh, these uh, um, um, soundproof pods for meetings that you'll see uh, sometimes. Um, again, if you see some Japan travel videos, there's there's some that you can like get work done and sleep in in like the in the train stations or something like that. And now I can't find the link for it. Oh, it's right here. But but I think it was funny. This is like about a four or five thousand dollar thing called Room. You can go to Room.com, and it literally it's it looks it's literally a phone booth. <laughs> but so and, you, and so- he's on his cell phone. Go to. Have you been to the Sheridan and the Station Square recently? No. 
So go into the Sheraton and Station Square and walk in the front doors and there's like their little entryway and the front desk is to your left. Look mm-hmm. to your right. I, I, I'm guessing it's the same brand. Mm. It looks identical. Okay. Good. I was just down there last week too. I wish I would have known what have popped in. Um, so interesting. Uh, I, I, yeah. I've never been to an office that has something like this. Um, so, but I, the, um, uh, well, where was, um, what was over? Is it Nova place? What's the co-op over? Um, the innovation works. Alpha Lab, I think, is over there now. I think there's other stuff, too, isn't there? Uh, Alloy 26, maybe, you're thinking? Alloy is the... That's like the co-working space, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, had those, they had those there. Not oh. that same brand, but like years ago. Yeah. I went over and did a walkthrough of that space. Yeah, I haven't been there for years. It's, it, yeah, it's a nice space. It's crazy. It's crazy that they used to be a mall. It's a nice reuse of a mall, though. So... um. Very trendy. Nice little coffee shop in the middle. Um, but anyways, Katie, you got a story here about new social app. Ooh, yeah. So the brought to you by the folks that gave you Instagram. Mm. Um, the co-founders. The original folks, uh, not Facebook. Yeah. Not the Meta. Ones that they left no, not Meta. <clears throat> the ones that left Facebook in 2018 because they had tension with their parent company. I don't understand. Um, Kevin Sistrom and Mike Krager. Um, they are starting a new social media platform for arts called Artifact. And they equate it, you'll love this, as Google Reader Reborn. Mm. So it's kind of a TikTok for text. I love all of this, these descriptors in this <laughs> article. Um, but yeah, it's, it starts out with a feed of popular articles chosen from a curated list of publishers, like New York Times to small blogs about niche topics. You tap on an article you're interested in, and then Artifact gives you more articles or like similar posts and stories in the future. Um, so essentially, like you train the algorithm similar to TikTok, and they'll start serving you things you want to see. Um, yeah, so I guess you can start waitlist today. Uh, it's a beta, uh, testing two more features um, that they're expecting. One is a feed showing articles posted by users that you've chosen to follow, along with their commentary on the articles. And then the second is the direct message inbox. You can discuss posts you read privately with friends. I am hoping this is all it says it's going to be because I missed Google Reader. Like I missed having that curated, like here's all the stories that you are going to be interested in or you should see today, especially keeping up with things in social media world. I find that, I found that very helpful. So let's hope that this is a, you know, something, a nice replacement for it. Interesting. I, I, I've been kind of poking at, I, I actually downloaded it because I saw an ad somewhere. Um, there's another one called Placey that's open. Um, and it seemed to talk about how it was going to be, you can, it, it seemed to be, it was like Instagram maps with reels kind of situation, but really I opened it up and it really just kind of looks like Instagram. So I don't know where, I don't, I don't know where the, the appeal is because it just looks like every other thing with less people on it. So I'm, I've been trying to figure these out. But I guess we're poking at all kinds of these things right now, right? This is kind of the opening right now with um, everything that's going on with the big social media and everybody's kind of unrest over those, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> we're dealing with all kinds of fallout in that now. People are, t- yeah, people are tired of these platforms. And that becomes a problem when when we're like, okay, who do we talk to? You know, where is everyone? And the fact is people are still there and people are going to be there for a good long time. Um, but still that doesn't help the people are definitely 
looking for other things at this point. So, or maybe where the canary is looking for it now and, and to see what the next thing is people are going to end up on a few years from now, right? Mm-hmm. That's our job. That's our job. It is. <laughs> so download every single social media. This is the next big thing. Use it for a bit and watch whether or not it fizzles out. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Do you trust these types of startups giving them your phone number? Ooh, that's I've, a good question. I feel like my phone number is useless at this point. So, actually, I, I just feel like I'm. I, I just don't want any more spam text messages. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think I don't think there's much I can do about that at this point. So I'm looking at, like it's gonna be random ones, and I'm wondering if these are even local. Youngstown, hey, that is kind of local. Look at that Switchback Raceway. I don't know where that is. It keeps ser- serving me this porn, this Blocker X porn blocking ad. I've seen it a lot. Don't make those decisions for me. Yeah. You can't tell me what porn to block. <laughs> Anyways. To watch and not watch. <laughs> that seems that seems overreaching. But yeah. anyways. Um Netflix just added tons of workout videos. So uh they they've added a bunch of videos from Nike Training Club. Hmm. So if you've been looking to get some workout on and have, have been not not up for the price of iFit or the uh getting into the Apple fitness or don't have an iPhone, uh, apparently this is an option because, hey, you probably have Netflix anyways. So, yeah, it's a Nike, Nike Netflix workout videos. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're that training club kind of situation. They have things like uh, Hit and Strength, uh, Kickstart Fitness, two weeks of stronger core, and falling in love with yoga. Ooh, and feel good fitness. There you go. There's a few episodes. There's uh, different different times, 20, 10, 20, and 30-minute workouts. This looks like it might not be as fleshed out, perhaps, as uh, you would have over, you know, with an Apple Fitness or an iFit situation here, right? And we've, we've poked at both of those. I just like walking every day at this point. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I guess if you just look up the Nike Training Club, uh, you'll find videos like this. Yeah, here's Hit and Strength with Tara, and there's a, a good good line of episodes uh, as part of this, um, I don't know. I, I guess this is probably just a, a a whole other service with the Nike Training Club, or I don't know if they're exclusive necessarily. Um, actually, I want to do a real quick search and, and see what kind of comes up for that. So I don't know. You they guys have a good. They have a YouTube. They have a YouTube page with over six thousand subscribers. Whoa! So just free YouTube, or is that a membership? It looks like free. Like because part of the, another article was talking about it. So it seems like it's just kind of an extension of their brand over there. Yeah. It's kind of surprising it's not a service. Yeah, that is surprising because like Nike likes to make us pay. Like Under Armour likes to make us pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody likes to make us pay. Yeah, here's the here's the website. If you get well, this is just under Nike.com apparently. Um and under new and featured. And uh yeah, there's there's some more training. Um there's a there is a Nike training uh club app you can get as well. So my guess is it's going to be a little more extensive than whatever they're giving you in Netflix for the time being. Um, this always throws me. Why do you put a, a QR code on a website? That is weird, right? I don't think so. Like no? I now feel so. I, I guess I'm looking at it like if this was on a kiosk or this was... This is on a website, and I want to bring it up on my phone. My phone, I guess. That, that, that that's like texting yourself a link to the 
a link mm-hmm. to the um, App Store link, right? Right. And like, I find myself doing that more and more. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually, like, at work in our messaging app, I will message myself like a quick to do or a quick note. Don't, don't forget to take the garbage out when you get home or like I'm, and who was it? Someone, someone, I can't remember. I met someone and they said, I said, Hey, can I get your phone number? And they said, yeah, but like I was in a hurry and I didn't have time to like open contacts and, you know, go create a contact and go like, go fill in their name. I knew who they were. Right. So I'm like, Oh, I'll just text myself your phone number. So um, just out of curiosity, I went and opened the very same website on an iPhone. This must be because this iPad Pro is detecting as a desktop. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm on an iPad. What if I want to download the app to the iPad, right? And uh, the same website does not have the QR codes. So they're doing some smart loading with this mm-hmm. by identifying it. And, and you know, because I'm like, well, if I'm on the phone... You know, um, and I'm trying well, to. Then see they would just put like a little logo for that. Yeah, there should be store. just there should be just a link. Yeah, there's download the app links right here, in the, and and it, and it pops up the app store. So that's I've never I've never seen that before. That's that's some smart branding on that thing. It, it, it stinks when I'm on my iPad and want to pull it down. Maybe maybe they only they don't even have an iPad version. Maybe they're all uh, iPhone. Let me see if this has. No, it says just iPhone and Apple Watch apps. That's nice that there's an Apple Watch app for it. I'm sure on the iPad, it's even... It looks like it's just going to be an iPhone app. A little 2X button. What's that? Yeah, you got to 2X that thing. But even, like, I'm looking at... Hold on a minute. Are these videos vertical? Is that what I'm seeing right now? That's wild. But it's nice that it would link with your your watch, at least, to to do that stuff. Like, yeah, it looks like... Like it tries to replace your um, your Apple Fitness a little bit here from the looks of things on the app, uh, on the on the app preview at least. So I have enough fitness apps right now, so I'm, I don't need to add another one. <laughs> so, um, but no, but yeah, but all you need is uh, Netflix, and and again, I think they're gonna they're probably gonna upsell you to go over, download the app, get connected, see more of the videos, you know, and whatever else. I'm sure there's an upsell. Buy some Nike shoes, guys. You know, I mean, we do have there. There isn't what there's is. Is it a thing Nike sells that goes into the shoe, and that's the Nike Plus that connects with your 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 watch for for fitness? It used to be. I don't know if that's still a thing. That's how they do it. Yeah, I don't think that's still a thing. That's like when they. How did they? Did you need a special dongle for the iPod Touch too? Maybe. Yeah, I, I had the shoes, and there was like a little thing, and you you had to buy spe- the special Nike Plus shoes because the little tab that went in there, you had to like it had a certain spot. You pulled a part of the shoe out and put that in. And Nike has a I lot. I think of now those. they're just expecting you the G- GPS and mm-hmm. did this replace our monitor and whatnot re- built right into the watch? Did this replace Nike Plus? Maybe. Oh, I'm pretty sure. There's there's no reason for that. It's like having a dongle. Oh, wait, you got a Nike Plus membership. Okay, so I found this over here. And I felt like Nike Plus was was still like a default app in your watch when you pull it up. That's the Nike personalized for you. Oh, I don't know what I just landed on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but they do have, they do have their membership. So that's, that's, looks like it's uh, a thing. 
So I'm still debating on the iFit because it's expensive, but it's built into my treadmill. So I, I kind of like, and it's the stupidest thing. It's not worth the money. I really wish I could just like have an app that does this. It's not worth the money, but there's a thing that you just say, you can go into Google Maps, say, I want to start here and, and, and end here, like in wherever in the world you want to that has street view. And, and it'll do a street view kind of map and do all the elevation based on it. Um, I, can, I get just, can I get just that feature for much cheaper from iFit? Uh, in order to do this, so and I'm sure if I uh, open it up the the Android hack, I don't think I can get anything else that would interact that way. But anyways, um, yeah, I do not see the Nike app now. Actually, they must have taken it out. Yeah, looks like. But remember, that used to be there all the time, right? Hmm. So, what's that? I said I think so. I can't. I. I can't remember anymore. It's been so long. It's been so long. It's been a while since they've done well, Nike no, like, Edition, feel... isn't there? Yeah, I don't know what's on the. Maybe that's what you need. You have to get the Nike Edition now to get mm. it. Like I, I'm trying to think of like the Nike Plus that I that I literally ran on the, the iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. I saw it was like came out in 2006. <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> that's why. I can... That explains it been a little bit <laughs> but it's surprising because like under armor owns map my run now okay that was a big running and training app and now it's it's a whole community whatever blah blah blah. but that's that's under armor so it's interesting that mikey's kind of well, yeah, like, i feel uh, like they're kind of behind us uh yeah because nordatrack uh owns ifit i believe mm-hmm. uh or is one of the partners at least with it that's why it was built into the treadmill right so um you know you're gonna start I mean, that that gets you 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 want to what everybody wants to be the content provider. They don't just want to sell the thing, you know. It, it's but you know, hey, we sold you a thousand dollar, two thousand. I saw like four thousand dollar treadmills. I didn't know they even got that expensive. Those are crazy. Those are the ones with like the thirty two inch screens. Apparently, when I was reading that, yeah. Um, Does it run for you? They, <laughs> no, it feels like you are because the screen's so big, and then it pulls out a pulls up a giant thing of makes you look like you're in the Serengeti. Uh, you know, I know Missy, you know, I mean, we basically, the, the, the tablet on ours, I think is relatively, it feels like an iPad pro size, maybe, maybe the, or maybe just a normal iPad size on it. And it really just looks like it's just the, Hey, there she is right there. I was about to talk about you running with Wilderbeast, um, anyway, in the Serengeti, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. So I don't know. I'm, I'm debating. Like I kind of want to just to get the use out of it, but um, it's it's like we have Apple Fitness. I, like, isn't that enough? You know, kind of thing. But it doesn't actually move your treadmill for you. So that's the difference. <laughs> um, what else do we have here? Uh, what are we doing for time? Um, all right. You want the the uh, uh, bad news or the fun news? We'll do the bad news then the fun news. Okay. I don't know which bad news do we want. We want to talk about the AIs or or what's happening with WhatsApp. Let's do WhatsApp because That's um, a, that sounds like an advisory to me. Yeah. So people are sorry. I'm just taking over Doug's story. I'm now Please. Doug. Hi, I'm Doug. He's not um, here to defend himself. Yeah, he's a jerk. Um, what WhatsApp hijackers are taking over your account while you're sleeping? And the reason that I'm definitely want to talk about this is I get um, every so often I will get the email from Facebook at like three or four in the morning, the access your account with one click, Hmm. which tells me that someone was trying to log into my Facebook account and could not. 
Um, because they're that essentially they usually just send that when you're having an issue with logging into your account. They're like, Hey, what's up? We can help you out. And so like I keep every so often I get these emails and I'm like, well, that's why I have two factor authorization on there. Well, now folks are getting in sneakily getting into WhatsApp too. So if you use WhatsApp, um, definitely have your two factor authorization and, um, you can set your own code. So this is interesting how this works. So they log into a WhatsApp account as part of the verification. They send WhatsApp sends a text message with a pin to your phone number and like you're asleep. So you don't realize that there's a suspicious login. You're like, what else? Um, and the attacker then tells WhatsApp that the, I didn't get the text message. Please give me a call. And since the phone owner, you know, you're asleep, you probably have your stuff on silence and you don't pick up the call. The call goes to voicemail. Now that I know your voicemail, they can attempt to access your voicemail by keying in the last four digits of a user's mobile number, mm. which is usually the default PIN code to access the user's voicemail, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you might want to change your default phone. I didn't I even know. I just make mine I, one, two, three, four. Yeah. Good luck with that, buddy. Figure it out. <laughs> but, like, yeah, forgot that changing I, I, things have become so... Um, tech has just like changed so much that like even the simple things of like having a code to get into your voicemail from a number that's not your own um is long since my brain has like kicked that knowledge out mm -hmm. um so now they know you know they went into your they check that voicemail on your phone and they have the verification code and they're on their way and they take your whatsapp and depending on what you use whatsapp for this could be a big problem um and like they said uh you can change the like the things to do is change the default pin on your voicemail um, and then the two-factor authorization. And with that, you just create a PIN specifically for WhatsApp. And um, that's the PIN you that they have to enter to get into your WhatsApp if they're having trouble to log in. Basically, anything that involves a phone right now is a problem. Between, yeah. well, and, between so, phone cloning so, to the, this this PIN situation, Chilla? So, so that's... <laughs> excuse me. There's a big... And it's actually... I, there's something with the government... Like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if companies actually have to change the way their multi-factor authentication works, mm -hmm. um, because even the government is saying you need to implement phishing-resistant MFA. So what that means is exactly what Dutters was talking about. You would be, people have become so. I don't know. Tired's not the word. Numb. Mm -hmm. So numb, mm -hmm. tapping OK buttons and tapping approve buttons that merely having a pop up on the phone to say, you know, tap here to log in is not enough anymore. So what what a lot of companies are going after is number matching. So what it'll, what it'll do is when you go to log in, it'll actually come up and say, um, click the number that's been sent to your phone. Right. And then you have to pick, like usually it's a two digit or four digit code and there's a bunch of them on the screen and you pick the one because people just are numb to that, to that concept. And they're, you're, everyone's just okay. Happy. Mm -hmm. So, and I know Microsoft's actually implementing this. They're turning it on by default next month. If you use Microsoft authenticator for any of their, their platforms and they did it in their consumer space. Uh, Tell me why, because I've been getting bugged about Authenticator. Is that going to help me with my logins? Because right now it's super annoying, and I feel like I have to log into my my Microsoft accounts like all the time for Xbox and 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 other means. 
Yeah, you can do you can do where it's like you can turn on their thing and it's just passwordless. Okay, is like the phone is it is it a phone app yeah, kind of situation? It, it, yeah, you you hook it up with Authenticator and it okay. Should... So that's um like like Apple does that, Steam does it, Steam does a QR code now actually. Um, mm-hmm. WhatsApp will do it for the syncing, and I only use WhatsApp for um communication for for shows. Like when I'm talking with a producer um on the other end of the server side uh when we're doing something with like fighter or spectation sports or something like that right like that's the only that that's all i know that that uses it in my world um in my circle at least so so not a big deal for me but again whatsapp is something that is connected to bank accounts and everything else in certain countries like it is the thing the everything app right so that that's that's what they're looking for is that and that is a bigger deal and that and that can you know on top of just simple impersonation scams that we see on Facebook is I know Katie, you, you always throw flags up about those kinds of situations. So, uh, the one thing I'd urge you to check out is, um, and you'll notice that when you're setting up some MFAs, I know, uh, who owns Fortnite? Epic. 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 Like they, Epic and Nintendo, both there's like no recovery for their, Really? MFA. Oh no! And when when you when you set it up, you get like here's your ten free passphrases. Lock these away because if you ever screw up your MFA, you can type in any one of these and you'll be able to get in. But they're only one time use, and when they're up, they're up. And um, that's that's crazy for video games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I mean, but here you have to set up. And Fortnite calls it 2FA. If you want to like compete in like their cash prize, some of their cash prize stuff, mm-hmm. you have to have 2MFA. Wow. Or 2FA. If you want to gift someone something, you have to set up 2FA. And they're another one that um, feels like I'm logging in like once a week for the Epic account. The the interesting thing on the the Microsoft authenticator will let you back up, I think it's one device iCloud. Um, so if you ever needed to restore your authenticators, you can restore from iCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, Google, can't remember if it let, the Google Authenticator, I can't remember if it let you back it up, but if you want to transfer devices in Authenticator, or in, yeah, in Google's Authenticator, on the phone, it has a QR, like you say transfer to another device and it brings up the QR code on your device, you point the one to the other and boom your your authenticators are sucked off there let's work on our phrasing but other than that good information uh so, <laughs> um but anyways uh this is really good we should really put this one up as a as an awesome tip on the youtube for people um because that's some good information and i am downloading a microsoft authenticator now uh to try to do that uh get my get my accounts up to snuff um and uh is you say epic is so is epic does like i got 2fa where I get, I get the code through the through the email, but is there so like you a, get, is there there, there's a I I have I don't have the two FA set up via SMS code. I have it set up with the Authenticator app. I okay. have my Microsoft account in there. I have my my on is Nintendo this, Switch. You say the Authenticator app is the Microsoft Authenticator. Or is there something else? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Microsoft Authenticator. So that will set up with Epic as well. Yes. Okay. Wait, wait, do I have to log in with, with Microsoft in order to You still to have that? to log in. For the Epic one, I'm not sure. I'm trying to look up how to go passwordless. Okay, we'll take a look at Microsoft that because I would account. love that because my biggest hang-up 
with Epic, and then we'll get out of here, uh, is I go to play GeForce Now on my on my Google TV, and it wants me to sign in to Epic, you know, through a controller. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this isn't happening. Um, so so that's been really, really annoying. But a, it, a lot of times there the different systems will also say like when you get the login prompt, it'll say login with app or something like that. Yes, and it'll yes. send the I've seen that with some of the other Adobe does this as well. Adobe has their own authenticator and I've been using that for a while. Because we have like two two seats on it, but I have, you know, three computers. So I'm kind of juggling a little bit, you know. So, you know, things like that. So Well, this has been informative. Um <laughs> Chilla. Uh, always considering the the technology because you know he's got to keep everybody safe at Big Mac, Big Bank International Esquire. Do my best. That's right. At Chilla on the Twitter, if you have any further security questions. John John Chichilla on Facebook. Yes, and of course the Dutters, Kate Dutters on the Twitter, Kate Burry PGH on the Instagram. You can see her recent trip to South Bend, Indiana. Woohoo! Among other you touched things. Touchdown, Jesus. You, yes. Did you say you met Touchdown Jesus? Yeah, well, what's a touchdown? They had a conversation and said, hello, how are you? Belt. I was like, what's up? And he tried to challenge me, and I said, no. That's right. It's like, no, you're taller than me. You can't handle it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you will also be our uh, official judge and host of Mayhem Mania on the Wrestling Mayhem Show. If you're joining us live, mm-hmm. that's going to be going down around 11 p.m. here. Uh, on the uh, on the uh, on all the feeds for Wrestling Mayhem Show and IndieWrestling.us, so that's going to be fun. Uh, with a lot of a lot of a lot of fun in store. New graphics are coming uh, and everything, so I, I think we're gonna have fun with that. Going back to basics, yeah. but with the Dutters. Yay! I'm going, excited. Going basic Dutters. <laughs> yeah, because there's any sort of version of basic Dutters. <laughs> yes, whatever that means. Find out at eleven o'clock if you're joining us here live, or check out the second half of the wrestling mayhem show podcast for this week when it drops thank you everybody at sorgatron on the twitter i'm not really going anyways we do have a lot going on a shout out check out our friends at a gay and his mb if you are interested in reality television that is the podcast for you i'm learning a lot about real housewives when i listen to it back um what else do we have oh hey shout out to our friends at next pittsburgh in other news with uh uh natalie and Nor- uh, natalie and tony uh, just started and uh, is recording here in the studio. Um, we have, I don't know, can I say? I don't know if we can say who the next guest is, but um, but uh, that'll be dropping on Fridays uh, from the looks of things, and uh, that's going to be an ongoing show over at nextpittsburgh.com. Go and subscribe to it. Uh, and also, we have Top Rope Tabletop this Friday. Pro wrestlers playing Dungeons & Dragons. They added a new member um a, 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 tra- a recent transplant from the cleveland area and he was very excited and it was a lot of fun so look for that that will be that will be on the indie wrestling.us properties including the network uh so on friday evening and i think that's all is that enough is that enough that we're oh new streaming thing coming up thursday night <laughs> but it's wrestling it's just straight wrestling so uh, if you just follow indie wrestling.us for that information so thank you everybody you have been our awesome audience have an awesome week 